1: plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Cheaper Than Therapy, a podcast that journeys into conversations with the intention of demystifying, destigmatizing, and desensitizing what really gets talked about behind the closed doors
0: of the therapy room. I'm Vanessa Bennett. And I'm Danae Selkin and we're seekers, soul sisters, and holders of sacred space. So join us as we dive into the ways that therapy can be connecting not only to yourself, but also to those around you.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Cheaper Than Therapy. We have another one of our coaching sessions today. This one is with Rochelle. And Rochelle was really interesting for us to talk to because what we find comes up so often with clients where they are just really wanting to live life to its absolute fullest, right? They are in this space of doing, experiencing, living. She's sort of someone who was like moving around constantly. And I think Vanessa and I both sort of, felt a sense of your work is to be still.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. and we talked I think a bit about how the quarantine was almost affording her that luxury, but Mm. it took us a little while to get to that place with her, right? Because it felt like, and I, I see this a lot, we all have so much going on in our lives and so many times we can keep ourselves busy in the doing. And in a way the doing is actually hiding what needs to be done, which is actually just being still, right? It's the doing versus the being. And I think there was a a real sense here that while, you know, she was excited rather about all the things she was doing and the trainings and the moving and this and that, um, I remember feeling myself in that moment being like, Oh, okay, but what's really going on? Like, it feels like there's Mm -hmm. something underneath that we're almost not able to settle into because there's so much content swirling around
1: yeah and so that's that's an important note right like because i think so often what we are doing as therapists is sort of weeding through the content which Mm -hmm. is the things you're talking about to find what we call the process right like but what is happening for you internally in the midst of all the stuff right and so a lot of times as therapists that's what we're listening for the process of what's happening
0: right all right guys enjoy this morning, we have Rochelle on. She wrote us about something that I feel like a lot of people are actually going to be able to um, relate to, which Mm -hmm. is nervousness around what do I do moving forward? So um, it sounds like you are an artist, right? And this whole pandemic craziness has really kind of thrown you for a loop as far as what do I do moving forward career-wise? It sounds like you're kind of in a bit of a transition. Um, you've gone back to some schooling and programs. So I'll let you kind of take it and give us the, the top line.
3: Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. So yes, my first career was engineering. I've worked as a visual artist now for a little over five years and have my own business. And spring is like my big bustling season. Mm-hmm. All of my over 90% of my business like we could just call it 100% honestly um <laughs> comes through in person fine art shows that kind of stuff it's very seasonal business mm-hmm. and this is hit in the most busy time of my of my year the pan- this being the global pandemic and so that basically not even postponed but canceled mm-hmm. everything and so it was that and then i've also been on this part of my healing journey has really involved, there was a lot, there's like a lot of intergenerational trauma that I've been working through, both through like typical therapy, um, body work Mm -hmm. and movement, and then like spiritual healing. Mm -hmm. And so I had been looking into going back to school for a master's in divinity, and that revolves around um, Sufism which is like, so yeah, okay, you're smiling, somebody's familiar, that's good, I'm glad, most people just give these blank stares like, what?
0: (laughs) We went went to a school that's like very, um, we didn't go to like your typical master's program school for, for therapy, so our school is like very spiritually grounded, so um, I think more than anybody from a therapist perspective, you're going to get the head nods from us.
1: <laughs> you're speaking okay. our language is what yeah. she means. Awesome. We're getting yeah. very excited to talk. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah.
3: So it's um, the shadowing tradition. So the healing soupies. Mm. And it has been, I feel like everything I've ever been searching for. Mm. It is, I could almost like cry talking about it because it's like, it's just so beautiful. I, I also use Chinese medicine more than like an acupuncturist and herbalist more than Western medicine. And so, about what was this December, January, I started this like more strict Chinese medicine diet with my herbalist. It was really just, it's temporary, but it's like no spicy foods. Like all the things I love to eat, like the cumin and the curries and the everything. Mm-hmm. And so it's no alcohol, all these things. And like, I just You know, I grew up around a lot of alcoholism and all that. So I'd slowly, as I'm aging, I'm like, this isn't healthy. So I'd slowly been getting away from it. But um, the last couple months have just, like, I feel like accelerated Mm -hmm. this process of, like, actually, like, there's a reason they call alcohol a spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And it has an energy about it. And I was like, I just don't care anymore. Like, it just doesn't, I can feel the change in my soul like on a soul level
0: yes
3: and so I was just like I don't want to be like I don't want to drink anymore and I don't want to like smoke pot o- occasionally anymore and like because you could just I could just feel where and I'm like I want to be in my heart and in my soul mm-hmm. and so it's, it's you know I mean it's it's again like it's like when I got divorced and left an abusive ex it was like just like an atomic bomb for your friends right mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you do this artist thing. And so that's kind of unsettling for a lot of people. And now my partner and I, um, you know, I mean, it's just, it's lots of transitions. Right. Right. And so my partner and I, he and I decided, well, we both individually always wanted to travel and like build community all over. We love people. And so we've been doing this for almost a year now. Like last year we did over 25,000 miles in a car plus seven different countries you know, 20 some odd Airbnbs. Like I did so cool. was it was amazing. It's so cool. I mean, it's so cool. And it's also just like, like you live with a level of uncertainty. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like part of that has prepared me for this mindset of being here. Right. Cause like, you don't know. And everybody's yes. like, I'm going to go back to normal. And I'm like, y'all, this is a new normal. Right. Like mm-hmm. we're going to be building new habits. We have to adjust to mm-hmm. like, we have to pivot. Right. And like and that's really scary when you have a lot of, but like I have a storage unit and a car and a beautiful partner.
2: Mm.
3: Right. And so it's like, I don't, the, not being tethered to a lot of the physical things I think has been helpful. And now with this Suvism practice that I really feel like is just like, I've been looking for an umbrella, right. I do gemstones and my jewelry has been really healing and flower essences. I don't know if you're familiar with Bach flower essences. Mm-hmm. And so I've been incorporating that into my practices last year and I was looking for an umbrella and I was like, maybe it's coaching, maybe it's, you know, I was like just pulling all these different things. Mm-hmm. And then I found Sufism and I was like, oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. So now it's just this place of like, how do you, because I'm also early on, right? Like mm-hmm. I can't start taking clients for at least a year. I mean, not for money, right? So like money's the artist's life. It's like, I don't believe artists should have to be poor. I don't believe anybody should actually have to be poor. Like we should all have access to food and shelter and healthcare and whatever else, but it's this big transition. And so I'm just trying to figure out like how, this is really about divine love,
2: Mm.
3: you know, and like heart work and like, it doesn't negate systemic racism or sexism or all the other shit, right? And if you could heal your heart,
2: Mm -hmm.
3: like, I feel like I can gracefully walk through the world around all these other things. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just trying to figure out like, how do I integrate this in a way that is fully loving, you know? And I know it's unfolding, but it's kind of, it's all the things of the uncertainty. It's like, how do I integrate this with like my business and my world without just sometimes things can come across as so like fake you Mm -hmm. know and that's not me like i don't want to be that and i just want to (sighs) be yeah i don't know it's just it's that uncertainty and then it's also the uncertainty of like my partner and i living nomadically and we happen to be at home base when this Mm -hmm. all hit and so our travel plans are just like and so it's like how do we navigate the world of like, you know, we were looking, we live in Texas and we we're looking at going to Northwest Arkansas. It's like, we both just want to be in nature. And um, you, know, you can't do commercial rentals right now. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, so we can't do that. So then, you know, ended up finding like everything's on sale on Airbnb. Like, yeah. <laughs> everything's on sale. If you can get there safely, right? Like, mm-hmm. everything's on sale. So we ended up finding this really cool lake house that's not far from where we are now. Um, so that'll so be can, in- I,
0: can I ask, because what it, yeah, what it yeah. feels like is it feels like there's a ton of content going on, right? It feels like the, almost the image I'm getting is you being torn between all of this like swirly content that feels very based in logic
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: trying really hard to um, not get lost in the logic and stay grounded in this heart-centered place, right?
3: Yeah, Definitely.
0: And it, it, the word that keeps coming up for me is trust. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. while I hear you verbally saying, I've been through this and I've been through this and I know this will happen and I know we'll work it out. It almost sounds like the logical part of you is trying to convince the other part of you that it'll be okay. Like I'm wondering... I'm wondering if there feels a little bit like this lack of trust that it will be. And so it's almost as if we're trying to convince ourselves that it will be okay.
3: Yeah. Like a big part I mean, a big part of my story revolves around surviving. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like the automatic automatic birth. And I I realized we had the, I had the soupy healing and it was, it was the thing that that kept coming up was like, I'm not going to make it. Mm -hmm. That's how I entered the world was like, Mm -hmm. you're dying. You know so it and sounds so,
0: like this is activating a lot of that right it's yeah like that's what's all written. of a sudden you've gotten thrown back into that place again
3: that trauma cycle yeah and it was like you know over three years ago it was like escaping the abuse of marriage and it's like okay but you're not there right mm. like and that's why like that's why we were talking earlier. It's like this is still not the worst week the not worst month the not this is not the scariest thing I've survived, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's like how do you move from victim, to survivor, to something past that.
1: Well, I think it's a little bit of what I heard Vanessa say first in terms of the trust, right? Like, I think this might have been before we started recording, but you were talking about just sort of this inner knowing I had about what was happening with this virus before everyone knew right? And I hear a pull between the two worlds happening for you, Rochelle, right? Like there's this inner knowing, there's this inner sense of truth, and then there is the world's logic or what I have been conditioned by the world to believe is possible or the way that we need to do things. And I feel so strongly that trust that you're talking about, Vanessa, is, you know, how do I stay grounded right now in that space of inner knowing, in that space of truth? Because frankly I think you are going to be the leader that we need in the midst of this right we need you to stay centered in that truth so you can lead the rest of us into that heart-centered place right so you kind of gotta shift into that how do I tune out the noise so that I can come back within because that's how I lead
3: yeah no that feels so real and I guess yeah that's the question is like how do you I mean in Sufism, there's Like the voices, I don't know how y'all actually know. Like, Mm. so the naps, which like the naps are like what are telling us that you're hungry Mm -hmm. or you need, you know, the the, they're really helping us for survival. But then over time, they get kind of clouded by trauma, right? Right. And they're the things that tell you like, oh, you're not safe. Oh, you're this. Oh, they are that. And it's like, so in Sufism, it's been really lovely to be like, oh, okay, cool. So like, when you learn these different aspects of it you go okay i can separate like there's my divine heart and soul and then this other thing is here to protect us in this human experience
0: mm-hmm. right and so for us we would say that that's that's really your defenses right and it's your unconscious defenses that have that have kind of been formed over time based on exactly. trauma based on experience and when i work with clients you know i like to say we don't wanna get in there and immediately throw out all of our defenses because they, they're they there for a reason, right? They are there for survival. Um, it's more about kind of giving them the um, the head nod or the, or the hat tip and saying like, I see you, I appreciate what you've done for me up to this point because mm-hmm. I'm here and I've survived, which is yes. great, right? But here's the thing. I've I've learned other ways around it. So so when it comes up, when it gets activated, whatever that defense is, you can acknowledge it, say thank you, and then ask it to sit down because now you have a different way of stepping into the world, right? And so this idea of trust, like to what today was saying, you know, I think a little bit of the practice for you is going to be acknowledging when that defense comes up. I would push you to actually acknowledge it verbally and actually. State it. I see this. I see what's happening. I see that my logical brain is getting on a hamster wheel, and I'm trying to sort things out Mm -hmm. and make sense of things. Right? That's a defense. That's a defense that most of us have, right? But that's a defense for you that's coming up because I can. I'm watching it happen, actually. Okay. I see what's going on. I'm going to name it. I'm going to verbalize it. I'm going to sit with the feeling in my body that that defense is bringing up. Right? I'm going to feel it. I'm going to allow it to be there. Maybe do some writing around it, and then. What is it that I can do that is different than that defense, right? And so then you make almost like a conscious choice to then pivot, like you said, to use your word and then step into something different, which feels to you like you wanna you want that to be more heart centered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah. Because I think for most of us, especially, and you know, bringing this into the realm of what a lot of us, I think, can kind of relate to, I think most of us have, like I said, the defense of logic, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And trying to make sense of—I'm making air quotes—of what's happening, right? Because it makes us, as human beings, feel better. And I've I've laughed in, in the past with clients where I always say, like, don't ask me why. Biologically, we were created as as beings to want things to make sense and to like order and to like things to be like you know laid out and yet that is literally the opposite of how the universe works
2: Mm -hmm.
0: it it almost feels like this cosmic joke right that humans were created this way and yet the universe is anything but normal and it's it's super chaotic right so to recognize that and to say okay i'm doing it again i'm trying to make sense of Mm -hmm. when there is no sense and to just sit in that discomfort yeah
1: and almost like I hear you saying, "V, laugh it a little bit." You know, like Mm -hmm. there goes my humanity again, wanting to make sense of what is beyond the realm of what makes sense, right? Like Mm -hmm. me trying to bring logic into what is my internal knowing, my internal wisdom. Um, Mm -hmm. So human of me, (laughs) you know, there I go again doing that.
0: Yeah. Well, you have a lot of plates being spent being spun too, and I think that there's something to recognize about that, right? Like we can almost get overwhelmed or lost in. I have all of these plates, and that's actually, that almost actually feels like another defense to me, is to go, okay, I'm spinning all these plates, and then, but what about this, and what about this? And it's like, right, okay, stop, step back, take a seat. Maybe you can visualize yourself pulling yourself back 30,000 feet and seeing all of those plates spinning, but instead of being underneath all the plates doing the spinning, you're actually watching the plates and you're going, okay, this is it. Like, I've got all these plates and it's fine, right? And they're going to fall as they may or not fall as they may, no matter how hard I spin or not spin. Mm.
3: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I really feel so strongly, Rochelle, for you. Um, You know, I always come back to that, like when I'm not sure what to do next, do nothing, right? I feel Mm. for you so strongly, your work right now is to be still and know. Mm. Your work is to be still and trust. Your work is to be still and be inspired and tap into like the channels that are gonna give you your answers as they always have. You know, you sort of have talked us through like what your path has looked like and your path has taught you resilience. Your path has taught you how to be agile. You know, your path has given you so many of the tools you're going to need for this next step.
3: Mm -hmm. And
1: so can I just be still with myself and nurture this sense of becoming that Mm -hmm. I'm coming into? Yeah.
3: No, that's so real. And it feels like, um, you know, I think, and I think that's part of the transition, right? Mm -hmm. And that's part where I've like, i have so many friends that are like doing this fundraiser and like out here doing this thing and doing this mm-hmm. thing and i'm like i'm really happy for them mm-hmm. and i think i just need to be still be quiet mm-hmm. yes. keep keep moving on this on this path because this is this isn't about just right now right mm-hmm. it's about being and the being present to hold the space for all these things to come up and like things I thought, you know, you always think like, oh, I thought I took care of this fear, this whatever. Right. It's not that I didn't take care of it. I get to go deeper.
0: Right. right? And like it's never going to go away. Level. I think that's actually a, an acknowledgement too. It's like, it's, it's always going to be a part of us. It's just how big of a part of us is it, right? So, you know, Jack Hornfield always talks about like the, the cast of characters. He talks about like, who's sitting around your table. And so it's that the people who are sitting at the table are always gonna be those same people, those same mm-hmm. characters. It's just that at certain points in our lives, their voices are louder than others. And so yeah. as we do the work, maybe fear, if fear were to have a voice, and I actually ask people to even give it an image, like give it a look, right? So that you know who you're talking to or what that looks like when it comes up. So if fear is one of the people sitting or, or beings sitting at your table, sometimes it's gonna get louder and sometimes it's gonna get quieter. And it's a similar practice to this defense where you're like, you can sit down now. It's like, oh, thank you, fear. I appreciate your input here. Mm -hmm. I see what you're trying to do, you know, and I value that, but I've actually got it. So you can sit back down at the table, right? And I can step forward, I've got this. And eventually fear's voice gets quieter and they don't, Mm -hmm. fear doesn't stand up as quickly or as loudly as it used to. It's always gonna sit at the table though. And I think that's an important thing for us to realize because when I say that sometimes people kind of get a little annoyed, like, but I don't want it to be there anymore.
3: I mean, they're all teachers, right? And they're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense.
1: It's funny to me, V, that the first word you used was trust, because, Rochelle, as you were speaking, I was just so struck by oh, she's got all of her answers. Like, they right. are so within you. Your work is sort of to acknowledge past traumas that have sort of, I don't even want to say, like, maybe distracted
3: mm. is the
1: word, right? Yeah.
3: Absolutely. And I think, like, some of them aren't even mine, like, Mm, the intergenerational stuff, like, Mm -hmm. from the psychology standpoint, I'm like, okay, yes, I can see where all of these things come from. You know, like, even, like, coming back to the pandemic, like, my great-grandfather died in the 1918 pandemic, and, like, seeing the line of, like, that grandmother had gone to college, and then no one else went to school until my dad like seeing the line of like you know generational like scarcity and you know live them living through a depression and like all of the different things that are passed down that were survival mechanisms like i have a little bit of money because i hide cash in books like my grandmother did and my great grandmother and my mother does you know yeah. and like that's really nice right now but that's also just like a survival mechanism that was passed down and I was like, oh, I hadn't picked apart kind of and like really looked like psychologically how so much of this, you know, gets passed down through us and like having another great grandmother that like fled Nazi Germany. And I was these just things- gonna
0: say, I hear a lot of this when I talk to people who have <laughs> relations who are, you know, survivors of Nazi Germany, a lot of this intergenerational trauma that gets passed down and passed down and passed down. And then all of a sudden now we're in a generation where it's like, I'm holding all of this. And now I get to question, do I want to hold all of this? Right. And it sounds like a lot of that actually is coming up for you too, whether it's the trauma work or whether it's the defenses, there's a little bit of you that's also standing here holding all of this saying, but do I really want to be holding all of this? Or if I
1: am, how is this useful? How is this serving? Because I'm good. like, I don't know, like that is like a you know, a yeah. generational wisdom, right? You know, that you have been carrying from your ancestors that is serving you right it's
3: a
0: reframe less than a like do i want to be holding it
3: yeah and there's there's such a mix of it Mm. (laughs) you know there's like such a mix of it from like learning you know how to survive in like abusive households like i don't want to hold that right like so some of it gets put
0: down and some of it is useful and so maybe it's a little bit about picking apart
3: yeah being able to cook really good meals super cheap Mm -hmm. like thank you Mm -hmm. (laughs) thank you grandma absolutely to
0: that one yeah absolutely you
3: you know helping me be resourceful in that way and be like really be able to make my money stretch and Mm -hmm. you know figure like that's that's the thing it was like the engineering degree was a should and is a blessing and it also like you know that level, having that level of vacation, saying, like, you got to do this was mm-hmm. like a stem of it too. And like, so it's something you can be grateful for. There's just this sorting throughout all the things and being like, okay, what's mine? You know, what right. do I carry in my mm. box? And like, what don't I? And I'm really grateful. Like, I'm really grateful to have awareness to even be able to do that right now, you mm, know?
0: Absolutely. And you have the time and the stillness to be able to do that. Yeah. I think going back to what Danae said, I think we can get lost yeah. in the swirl But I think one of the things that this situation has afforded all of us, right. Is this ability to be still. Now I say that, you know, some of us have three-year-olds and newborns and all the shit shows that go on, right. Who has stillness all the time. But if we can carve out even five minutes, um, you know, I'm kind of speaking to everybody who's listening right now. One of the things this has afforded us is stillness, you know, Mm -hmm. and if we take advantage of it, you know, and I'm not, I'm not Gwyneth Paltrowing here. I'm not saying everybody should no. have time to learn a language and read a book, right? Because we're not all that privileged, but I think even if you can take the five minutes, there are lessons to be learned if you can get quiet enough to listen. And I think for you, that's that's going back to what Danae said, I think that that's a huge part of this experience for you is that being still. And I think I, I wanna say, because I know you're a visual artist, so maybe it's relying on that, but I would almost challenge you to do some writing around this because I think when stuff is coming up, rather than letting it take over your brain, dump it onto a piece of paper, you know? I agree, completely. So I've can... been writing a lot actually. Yeah. And it's been yeah, really, good.
3: really helpful. Um, yeah, it's, it's, the writing has been really helpful. My creativity has kind of been stagnant. And so like, mm. I have a project I wanna work on, this mixed media thing. And so um, when we get to this next stop on Saturday, I've just been collecting all the bits for it. Mm. And I'm like, okay, this will be the space. Mm-hmm. It's all in my head right now, but this would be the mm-hmm. space to actually start working on it. And, so, and, and really, like, I think giving yourself grace, right? Like, that's 100%. been a big thing. I've been just, like, be gentle with yourself. If you can't make yes. jewelry today, maybe sketch jewelry. Maybe write about it.
1: Yeah. And, and make- Rochelle, I really feel like for you, because I can feel how much productivity yeah. has been a part of, like, what I know how to, like, go there. Yeah. Like, can I sort of... um resist that right like that part of me that is saying no you need to be productive you need to like can I stay with the inner knowing that inner wisdom that is saying no 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 right now like your work is to be still and trust your journey trust your struggles up to this point trust what you have been preparing for and just be still in that
3: yeah I mean, because that's the thing, like the productivity and the perfectionism is also like a defense. Mm-hmm.
1: 100%. You know, like, I 100%.
3: Defense, and I've come so far and this is really what I'm like, wait, who the heck are we being perfect for right now?
1: Like, so yes. This is
0: huge for you. This is actually, again, talk about affording you an opportunity. I mean, this is giving you the mirror that you need, right? To go deeper. And it sounds like some of the work that you've already done has been in preparation for this next layer of what's coming up during this anxious time for all of us, this time of unknown for all of us, right? And in a way, this is, I don't wanna say it's a good thing, but it is giving you an opportunity.
3: Yeah, and this is, that's the hard thing, right? It's like, it's not a good thing. And there is, you know, I mean, it's also showing every fault right. that like societal structures have, right? right. Like, there's so hey, many it's, yeah. things it's like, okay, if we can hold this and remember and say, okay, what's the change we wanna make? Absolutely. Right? And like so, yeah, it's it's not a good thing, and it's also like, yeah, there's silver
0: linings to be found.
3: Yeah, like devastatingly beautiful is the phrase that's just been mm. in mind over and over and over and over again. Like, I, mean, I
0: love that. Yeah, so. Mm. Well, well, this is huge. I think this is going to be really relatable to a lot of people because I think this idea of like defenses, I think this idea of how we get kind of caught up in the productivity and like, what should I be doing and, and just coming back to stillness. And yeah. I think this is a practice for all of us. Right. But I think you've given us kind of a way to see through, through this conversation. So I appreciate you, you know, cool. calling in yeah. like that.
3: Yeah. Awesome.
1: How do we reframe what is difficult into what becomes useful? And I think that is something that all of us can take away from this time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Well, you have the e- our email, so you know, keep us posted. Let us know how you, Let us know where you end up next when the pandemic's over. <laughs> yeah, we want to live vicariously through all that travel. <laughs> I know
3: it's going to depend on uh, it's going to depend on international. The international that's where we're headed next, mm-hmm. so that's yeah. going to hold off for a little while. So. Um, we may be coming out to Cali. We love Cali. So yeah. who knows. We'll cool. we'll let us know dates and everything will allow fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You take care
1: of yourself, Rochelle. Definitely.
3: Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of cheaper than therapy. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to
1: subscribe on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.
0: And if you want to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at Vanessa S. Bennett and at Danae Logan Sulkin.
2: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50